I feel like Snow being Canadian should be our our official theme wrapper of Hobby Night in Canada. <laughs> like when we go down to tournaments in other countries, that, that's enter the tournament. That's that, what we that, should uh, walk in at. Yeah, you know how every like hockey player and baseball player has like their intro song. That would be ours. That Snow? could be our Bernie Lean. <laughs> What's the name of that song again? Is it the Bernie, song Lean. Bernie Lean? Is the Bernie okay. Lean? Yeah. I remember if that was the dance or also the song. It's the both. It's both. They're creative. And in Oakland. <laughs> this sounds like a terrible idea. I, th- I think we can do I better. I think it sounds like the greatest. It sounds like a great intro. I think we, we need to come up with an intro song, though. Well, we have one. tournaments. We need to We need to have, like, a pump-up song. Yeah, we, for tournaments. Well, that we can, like, swing our fists to in the, in yeah. the van on the way like, to Like, you know, I'm thinking maybe a mashup of... Alanis uh, Morissette and the Naked Ladies. <laughs> And Prodigy <laughs> and Final Countdown. I was gonna go with Prodigy Final Countdown. I think if we had that national, but they're not Canadian. Well, yeah. <laughs> Europe is yeah. They're from English. Europe. The tragic. The Prodigy hip. is from England, which is in Europe. The tragically wow. hip and Prodigy. Brian Adams. <laughs> Fuck, why don't we have any awesome like Blur English? Prodigy English. I'm trying to think of like good like something like to amp you up, yeah, like pump up music. But we Canadian. have like. What is that Alanis Morissette bitch song? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's probably about. called Bitch. <laughs> no, no, that was a different singer that had the song Bitch. Same era, but what was her name, Dan? You know this crap. Well, we have we basically just have Lilith Fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> is the pump-up music for Hobby Night in Canada. No, no, she had done Kerbiatchik. She was at least hot. Uh, he was. Yeah, totally. Jagged Little Pill, that's what I was thinking of. That's the album. That's the album. That's the album. What's the song that's on that You one? Ought to Know is probably You Ought to Know. That would be our... The one that's about Jimmy Gladstone? Really? Apparently, because she yeah. broke up yeah, yeah, with right. the actor, whatever his name is, who played Joey Gladstone. And that album is things. about their relationship. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, I'm learning all these things <laughs> that I really <laughs> will never remember past tonight. This is completely going to go out into the garbage bin. You don't read enough articles like 10 Things You Didn't Know About Full House. No, I don't ever read those. When I see those on the side of an internet page, I ignore them and continue reading my no, article. Like, did you know that that show was not supposed to be about a family? That was only done because, like, apparently family sitcoms or whatever were all the rage. It was supposed to just be about, like, John Stamos and whatever Joey's name actor is and Danny Tanner or whatever. It was supposed to just be the three of them and they were supposed to be comedians. But the Living last in a house minute, together? Yeah. And then at the last minute... Having gay sex? Possibly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and at the last minute it turned into a heartwarming family comedy type thing with a with badass with two Uncle dads Joey. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Jesse. Jesse sorry I always thought that show was a little also, bit weird also apparently the mannequin in Joey's bedroom is always wearing the same shirt he is oh and just yeah Creepy. why because <laughs> it's just some random little detail that there's a mannequin in the background and it's always wearing the same clothes he is yeah it's like the mountain bike in the uh, apartment in Seinfeld it's always there. No, uh, Sein- Seinfeld. They at least reference that. Super, Superman is in every single episode of Seinfeld. 
It's either they either talk about Superman or there is a Superman figure or a comic book. Yeah, because so I think he's got the Superman on the shelf in the background. Yeah, so you pretty much see it every single episode, but certain episodes, yeah, he does other shit. Anyway. So, <laughs> just for those listening, the trademark of Hobbit in Canada is you'll always hear something you don't give a fuck about. <laughs> Apparently. That's <laughs> true. At the start. If you don't care about Seinfeld, but I, I don't know, I guess. You, you just don't care. I, I'm trying to think. Wow, of, that is insightful. Uh, yeah. It's a bonus <laughs> episode. and Rich. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> this is the official inaugural We Have Not Been Drinking After Hours episode. Yeah, there's been a, two After Hours episodes that will never see the light of day. Well, probably not. They might they at might. some point. But we're actually... If we've we, had a day or two to process the tournament being over, and this is our... A boner sword about uh, <laughs> wait bonus bonus sword bonus sword okay you you did say it wrong you thought you might and in fact you did it's a bo- bonus sword uh, focusing exclusively on onslaught and apparently full house and yeah. shitty Canadian music from the nineties do we want to talk about full house first or after the tournament. <laughs> You should talk about Full House during the next turn. Well, <laughs> Saturday was a Full House. Saturday, yes. Oh! oh, oh, oh look at that segue. Man, this is why Tom's in charge. Uh, <laughs> yes, no, Saturday was a Full House. We had uh, a total of... Uh, let me do some quick math in my head. 50, 70... 76 players on Saturday. Total. Yay! Right. So, between... Three systems, Warhammer, Warhammer 40,000, and some War Machines. So a lot of war going on on yeah. Saturday. In fact, I would almost go with three wars. Yes. In three an alternate wars. reality, it would have been a Battle Blade tournament. Apparently that was the other name that they were going to call Warhammer like 35 oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah, Battle, Battle Blade. Blade. Battle Blade, Warhammer. Those were like the two alternatives. I'll tell you right now, if it was still Battle Blade, Warhammer, I'd be into that. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you want to You want to play, play a game of Battle Blade, Warhammer? <laughs> We'll, play some, well, it some wasn't going to be both names. It was one or the other. Oh, I think it should have been both. <laughs> it sounds, it's like, a, sounds like a sick metal it's, band. It's like a hyphenated Battle Blade, Battle Blade Warhammer. <laughs> it's one of those hyphenated names. Yeah. There's an awkward divorce. It's like a Katie Sue uh, or something. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, Battle Blade Warhammer, <laughs> you should be said by somebody wearing a leather jacket with like the spikes on the shoulders at all times. Like that's... That's the person that should say that word. Preferably in a Scandinavian accent. I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the tournament. Because we are in no way on topic. Right. We don't have to be. This is a this is a bonus zone. This is a bonus Bo- zone. Bo- bonus zone. Bonus zone. You know how you're saying professional that Tom. we did those other, those other recordings? Like, if we made a CD, we could add those onto the CD. Maybe. We'll talk about that later. Because I listen <laughs> okay. to both of those. Wait. Why Having you been s- part of both of those, and they're really bad. <laughs> I thought they were good. <laughs> no, they're bad. At the time of the recording. At the time of the recording, I was like, this is going exceedingly well. No. False. <laughs> yeah. Um, not. So Saturday, two of you played on Saturday. Yes. Uh, Steve, would you like to talk about your games on Saturday first? Yeah, so if you couldn't guess, I played in 40k. Um, I played my Eldar. Uh, I took a list that I've been thinking about playing all these sorts of weird lists, and Tom kind of convinced me to play something a little more tame than I'm used to playing, so I did. You mean actually practicing with one of your competitive lists instead of taking off-the-wall nonsense stuff that never gives you any real tournament experience? Yeah, but I love off-the-wall nonsense stuff. That's what you forget. Uh, (laughs) No, so I took a pretty reasonable tournament list, some Wave Serpents and some Wraith Knights. That's always good. Uh, All of my games were awesome. I think this is something we were talking about uh, after the tournament, me and you, Tom, that uh, Saturday... 
every person I played was got full sports scores. Like it was tough at the end of the day to give uh, best sport rating. So that was that was yeah, cool. that was probably the hardest decision I made all day. Yeah, not a bad decision actually. I'd have to say to have to make that's difficult. My hardest decision is always, do I get out of bed or just kind of hide under the covers for the next 18 hours? That's my every weekend of my life. Uh, I get that. That kind of makes sense. I stayed in bed and read like 300 pages of Leviathan Wakes. How do you like that? I'm almost done it. It's good, it's hey? It's really good. I told you it's good. Okay, <laughs> another tangent, but we'll talk about this after. I, I told you we were going to go through that fast. Hobby Night in Canada book club coming up. <laughs> this yeah. is riveting. What, what did we call this? Investigatory journalism. Investigatory journalism. Uh, no. Leviathan Rising I, and you. I do want to say, if anybody out there is looking for a great book series, uh, the Expanse series uh, is awesome. But anyways... Good sci-fi space opera stuff. So anyways, my first game was against Ben. Uh, I played a Necron player that had uh, a really cool monolith. It has like full disco LED effect. Yes, and I have to actually post a video of his... It's super sweet. Ne- uh, Are you dancing in front of it? I, I you should have been. We should have had some Necron... Like some... Necron Disco some, Man? Yeah, that would have been awesome. That would be really good. I don't think anything was dead at that point, though. It was right at the beginning of the game. Yep. Anyway... So anyways, that game uh, was a really tough game. Uh, managed to get lucky, wiping out a 20-man squad of uh, warriors, and that kind of swung it in my favor. Is that like uh, a failed morale test situation? or No, I actually shot them to death. Oh. All 20 of them. And then, uh, to exactly to the man. Like, That's actually it was pretty like, impressive. Whoa. Yeah, it was, I, tried to, I tried to drop their leadership to, in the case that they might run away and lose all their, uh, their models or whatever, but I actually just shot them all to death, which was kind of awesome. <laughs> and unexpected. Um, so yeah, I managed to win that one. Then I played uh, Dave Roland and his Imperial Guard tank company. Uh, it went my way because I made a lot of jinx saves and flew right at him and then proceeded to kill everything with fusion guns and decans. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> third game was against Armin. Uh, I think that actually ha- I had, would have to say was my best game I've ever played of 40k. I felt at the end that I was really on top of my uh, my tactics and the way I actually played the army, and I, I do honestly think that's probably the best game I've ever played in my life. It's not like the most fun, but the most skillful. Yeah, well, it was it was an awesome game, and actually Armin uh, got my best sport vote. Uh, oh, okay. So it was, an, it was a great game, had a huge amount of fun. Suck at Dave Roland. Yeah, Dave Roland. <laughs> Sorry, you've, Dave's gotten my best sport vote, I think three or four times in the past, so yeah. <laughs> Somebody else's turn. <laughs> uh, Armin, we had a really good game. So, uh, yeah, but I, I had sort of pulled this, like, uh, almost like encirclement type thing and managed to get behind a bunch of his tanks and kill a few knights, and it was pretty good. Last game, we played Ian uh, against a mirror match. He got first turn, and that was kind of all she wrote. <laughs> it was a pretty good alpha strike, and we called it by turn three. Yeah, so I went three massacres and then a massacre against by turn three, like... Ian's list was t- was hard. So you know what you know what happened though, right? If if your game against Armin was your peak, now it's just downhill. It's downhill there. forever. I'm yeah. game over. <laughs> I'm never gonna have another good, good game before you game in my life. Apparently, may as well just quit now. Yeah, I'll have to start playing Malifaux. Yay! Everyone loves Malifaux. No, the tournament was good. I think everybody that I talked to had an awesome time playing 40k. Uh, the meta is really solid right now. Um, I thought all the lists were actually okay. There wasn't anything really over the top. Uh, Phil, your Eldar summoning demons was a little bit weird, but even that that list didn't go. He had the adamantine lance with Eldar summoning demons. And Steve can't judge because he was like so close to using the same list. Yeah, 
Uh, with Eldrad. <laughs> with Eldrad. <laughs> and then, did he get spanked by John in his Thunderwolves? He did. John Wong just apparently couldn't fail an invul save and just murdered everything. Because <laughs> he learned That's after playing way. against us that if you want to take out Titans, just bring Thunderwolves. Yeah, Strength 10 Hammers is pretty sweet against uh, and, Knights. And three smallish blobs was better than one big blob for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, there was there was the list that I would have considered the most offensive was that bizarre list that I was also going to take. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it actually didn't steamroll everyone, which was kind of unexpected. So I'm happy to see that. That was good. The, okay. The feedback that I got from 40k was uh, a lot of people really liked the Maelstrom issues. Maelstrom missions. Yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Missions. Uh, it was unexpected, but a lot of people really enjoyed it, so just a little bit of... Uh... I'm loving the mails for missions. I think they're uh, probably the best change to 40k, because you score every turn. It's a lot more like War Machine in the way that Not you... really, because the game ends when you score enough points in War Machine. Yeah, but you're right. So but, but the fact is, you, in War Machine, you score in a lot of the scenarios every turn. Whereas in 40k, you only ever used to score at the end of the game when it was actually the, over, and that's all that mattered. Whatever was left, yeah. So they're moving more towards that, like, okay, well, I need to have some mobile components. I need to have some uh, stuff that will be able to, you know, actually go to the other side of the uh, the board and take those objectives. That's that's really important now. So. Yeah, it's not just the turn five um, objective grab anymore. Yeah, you can have your three-man jet bike squads that are obsec and go take those objectives, you know, turn three, but then they're not going to be there to take turn four. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Yeah. Fair enough. So, what was the final results from 40k then? So, from 40k, uh, best general was Ian M. The uh, guy that beat me on the final table. The, side beat, note. That, the guy that beat Steve. Uh, Wesley P. came in second place for generalship, and Steve here came in third place for generalship. Yay! That's the best I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> for sportsman, uh, Phil H. came in first. He actually had a perfect score, sportsmanship score. And the thing that weirds me out is Phil was the one that had the demon summoning Eldar with Adamantine Lance. Normally when you take a pretty hard list like that, you're not getting best sport. So he's a really nice guy, apparently. He he got a full 20 points uh, throughout the day, and then he got all four of his uh, opponents voted him best sport. Hmm. So he perfect had a score. perfect score. Uh, Steve oh. actually came in second for Sportsman. And then uh, Mr. Jonathan Wong came in third for Sportsman. Okay. Presentation. Steve came in first. For sportsman or presentation, sorry, Armin M came in second for presentation, and then Michael B came in third. At what point do we tell everybody there was like four players? Because that would be hilarious. Yeah, there were there were four players. That's it's, why I did so well. Judging by those top three, it sounds like it because it was like the same names over Wait, and over. When we get to dystopian, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be less of a joke and more of a sad fact. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no. For for forty k, there was twenty six players at one point throughout the day. There was uh, One person had to go home. Somebody had to drop uh, in the middle of the day. But other than that, yeah, it was uh, really, really solid. Yeah, I was pretty happy with that. That's one of my better showings. Cool. So. Right on. All right. Well, I guess I played at the War Machine event. And I decided to take my mercenaries, as always. And I took a Durgan list with Earthbreaker, Pressgangers, uh, Forge Guard, um, Gun Mages, and a handful of support solos. And then my other list was my Fiona the Black with Galleon... Uh, full unit in this, uh, Chiazzi Assassins, Chiazzi Eliminators, and, a, and then support solos and that kind of thing. So my first game was against Trolls, uh, a great guy that I've played against almost every tournament in the last year, uh, Jesse from Grand Prairie. Yeah. Yep. And it was a super close game. He took Madrak 2, 
and it got down to a point where I was just up on attrition, but in doing so, I put Durgan's neck out a little bit far and forgot that his feet actually allowed him to both make two melee attacks or two ranged attacks in a turn. And so I got two of Madrax axes to my face and died. <laughs> I want to say I played Jesse a few times in 40k, and he's an awesome guy to play. It's a lot of fun. Oh, totally. And it was a gorgeous army. That's mm-hmm. going to be a little bit of a spoiler moving forward. Uh, my second game was also against Trolls, which made me exceptionally happy. Because it was another Meat Mountain list, except that time I played Gristle, and I was fortunate enough to just... These names sound awesome as a side. <laughs> I played a Meat Mountain list. I'm going to climb the Meat Mountain. <laughs> that... It's very grisly. Uh... <laughs> now I'm just thinking of Captain Kirk as climbing the mountain. That weird song on YouTube. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, William Shatner's amazing Captain Kirk song. is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing that mountain? It's like a mashup of... I... That yes. really weird director's cut interview thing you from Star me Trek, this. whatever. I, I have not seen said. It is a highly amusing so. video. Okay, Recommend. Yeah. Really good. Anyways, um, playing against Gristle, uh, it was a list with a little bit more mobility, so the long riders were getting in my face. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so apparently. Try to keep it PG, Tom. I mean, <laughs> come on. Apparently. Who, talk, did you, who did you play round two? Round two was a uh, guy that just moved back to Edmonton. His name was Mike. Michael. Michael. Yeah, yeah. Michael. Uh, another great looking troll army, another great guy to play against, actually. Uh, it's going to be a trend for the days, everyone is awesome. Um, and he just did not expect me to have as much ranged firepower as I did, and I was able to assassinate Gristle. So that game was pretty quick, pretty sweet. Uh, my third game was against uh, Rich. Yep. Uh, he came up from Calgary, I believe. Yes. Uh, guy that's been playing the game for a little under a year now. Super friendly, he had a great looking Legion army. He's one of those guys where was the first. He's just started painting miniatures for this game, and they look surprisingly good. Eh, you know, it's always upsetting. <laughs> yeah, because mine don't. My first models do not look good. Yeah, so that's always impressive. I made sure I destroyed my first models. There's no evidence. I still have. I still have my first model. Mine are in a case <laughs> in a closet, under other cases of models, and I never want to look at it again. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that was a really close game, and I took Fiona for that one, and was just able to. Uh, clock him out at the end of the day. I killed most of his stuff because apparently Kazi assassins are really good at destroying Legion heavies. Because Legion, know? yeah, Legion heavies they've got typically, especially the Angeliuses, have higher defense and lower armor. And the Kazi assassins, when you get two models in there, are at nine, so they don't really leave much standing. Uh, but the coolest part about that game is that he actually is starting to work on a mercenary army, so we were talking about mercenary builds while we were playing, which is pretty cool. Funny. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was fun. Uh, My last game was against Davidson, and I took Durgan against his Menoth army, and he played... uh, What's his name? Krios 1 with the knockdown feed. And just... I went for a long-shot ranged assassination, failed miserably, and the game was over, but my back was really hurting at that point from standing on... Over those short tables the whole time. Yeah, being tall sometimes has some downsides, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually... My oh, knees... Oh, no, you guys. Those being, No, those small tables... sucks. Like, at the end of the day, my knees are just about ready to, like, fall out. Like, I don't even know how my knees get that sore. Like, That's, playing tennis or, being, or any be, other I thing. I know how. Being in the top three of all categories. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want to win that sport, you really gotta, you know... Work those knees. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For a second, I was wondering where that was going, and then it became really apparent. So, anyways, another great game. Um, 
And so all in all, I would say as long as you uh, don't go for dumb assassinations, you have a better chance of winning. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I kind of, in my final game, I kind of pulled the same trick. Like, line everything up, hopefully get the Cs, because I was going to be in trouble otherwise, and then roll the five. Yeah, I've been, like, oh. I've been in that situation, too, where you just set up for that early home run swing, and you either win in glorious yeah. fashion in, like, 20 minutes, or the opposite happens. Yep. Yeah, and sometimes that's exactly what you need after like eight hours of nonstop gaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Needed to end. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no war machine. Uh, I really like because it's pretty much it was autopilot. I just started the ball rolling and then it just ran itself pretty much the whole day. Like no issues. Nobody. No war like, to have a problem. No war. I have a problem. War to have a problem. It was uh, it was autopilot. Everybody was able to figure out any issues amongst their own tables. I didn't hear anything. Uh, which, as an organizer, makes me feel really good. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the nice things about War Machine is that there's basically a tournament every weekend. And case in point, there was a tournament in Calgary. The weekend before. The weekend before. And there's another tournament in Edmonton this weekend coming up. Yeah. So the day that this goes up, if it goes up on Saturday, there will have already been another tournament that happened on Saturday. So yeah, it's... They get, they're really comfortable with the format, especially because everyone's running the same and, and the tournament, yeah, and the tournament package is put together really well. So any organizer has a pretty easy time uh, running an event. If you ran one before, this is like a cakewalk, essentially, right? Just yeah. depending on. You hear that, GW? If you're listening, numbers. Yeah, that would be nice. So, uh, Ward, who were the winners? So for War Machine, uh, best general was Fraser. P. Uh, well, I do want to say Fraser <laughs> apparently managed to beat Jordan. Jordan, who that actually is shocking. Uh, I was being facetious before. Apparently, they've played many practice games, and Jordan's list is a pretty good hard counter, and always just walks over Fraser. And I don't know what went wrong, uh, but apparently, uh, apparently Jordan just made a couple mistakes. And yeah, which is which is awesome. Consider when you come up against. I know I like that because when you come up against a list that you've always. I play. I used to play Jordan a lot with 40k, and he always would beat me. And whenever I managed to like exploit a weakness of his, I was like, yeah, because he's a really good player. It's a moral victory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, second place. In addition to an actual victory. Yeah, you you're not often feel... calling it a moral victory when you actually win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Second place for best general was uh, Brian S, and in third place for best general Nick F. Uh, then we go to our sportsmanship award, which first place was Mr. Tom over here. Yay! So he was a nice another guy. pair of sorneys. He, he was a nice guy, I guess. Uh, in second place, Josh R, and in third place, Kieran T. Cool for sportsman uh, presentation. Uh, Tom alluded to this before, but our best presentation went to Jesse R. For his awesome looking trolls. For his good looking trolls there. Uh, Tom here came in second for best presentation. And in third place, uh, again, Nick F. Nice. Cool. And that was War Machine. Uh, Nobody here played fantasy, so we're not going to talk much about the game since we don't know anything that happened. I'm sure lots of people had fun. Apparently Nagash lost, and Ward, what were the results? <laughs> <laughs> we do want to say, apparently there were some issues with Nagash being able to spawn like 600 uh, points of whatever you need the, is a bit per much. Turn. The f- and a yeah. giant brick of Black Knight spawns right along the flanks of the enemy army. Perfect. I don't know if that's actually the example, but if I played Nagash, I would have so many Black Knights painted. Yeah. No, the- no, no. Dan, really? Hex, hex knights, I guess, were solid. You would have lots of models painted. 
You would have a few. There, was really a, there nice were a few models. ifs in that sentence. <laughs> Dan would buy a lot of black knights, and I actually, I actually am having the temptation to buy the black knights because I have a bunch of tomb guard and swap out, um, like convert the tomb guard to be riding. So you have Kemri themed heavy cavalry that actually don't oh, suck balls. That would be so sweet. It would look good. They would actually perform well, and in the Nagash list, totally legal. Yeah, pretty sweet. Anyways, so... Right, and I could drive some bronze. It would the, not take that long. The feedback that I got from Fantasy is that uh, End Times was, was pretty cool to add. Uh, however, Nagash himself should maybe not be included in uh, future events. Uh, just because, again, of how much he can raise and such. And the other thing to keep in mind, too, for that might be that, um, in addition to hand signals that Word is talking too quietly... Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, the other thing was, as the remainder of the Lords of the End Times or whatever books come out, more armies will get these supercharged crazy characters, right? Like, yeah. uh, the Emperor Ascendant is supposed to be in the next book. Um, Melketh or Kane. Yeah, there could very well be some supercharged elf characters, and God knows what else is coming out in the coming months. So by I'm the sure end Beastman of that arc, will get something. No, they won't. <laughs> well, no, they can take Glockin because... That was, my, that was my sarcasm. No, but they will because in the new book, they're talking about uniting all the Chaos books like they used to have in 6th Ed. Yeah, they're totally doing this because you're going to see the Wood Elves, uh, High Elves, and Dark Elves will have a book, I'm sure, with Kane. No. With Kane? Oh, no, man. Like, Why? Because okay. they're mortal enemies like Kemri and Undead and, and, and uh, Nagash? And in the fluff, Malekith and Teclis are conspiring together to bring down Nagash and manipulate each other and all the rest of it. So it's conceivable It's not as far-fetched as you yeah, might think. It, could, it could happen. I don't know about Wood Elves, but I could see High Elves and Dark Elves. For yeah, sure. they're going to neglect the Wood Elves. They'll be like Beastmen. <laughs> it's okay. They'll, they'll go, you know, high-five with my dogs of war in the corner of shame. In Talea. <laughs> That's now apparently just rat-infested. Just covered in rats. Yeah. Anyways, uh, results. Uh, so for Warhammer Fantasy, it was the best, uh, or the most populous event, uh, over the weekend. Which is the weekend. amazing, considering that has not been the case. But it was while. mainly out-of-towners. So, uh, we had a bunch of guys really? from Saskatchewan drive in. We That's had really? lots of Calgary guys. Yeah, there was like five or six guys from Saskatchewan that drove in, so. That's awesome. Yeah. So huh. they came last fall, and then they were really excited to come this fall again, so maybe it'll just be a fall event that they come to. I don't or know. Or it's a routine they're falling into. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, uh, for Warhammer Fantasy, Best General uh, went down to Wes R uh, with his ogres. Uh, Very cool. Mitch B came in second for Best General. And Nagash, or AKA Matt R, came in third place. <laughs> so. What was the general. army that came in third place? Or second place, sorry. Second place? Uh, Mitch, I believe, played Empire. I have to jump back and so, forth. So. Ogres anyway. took first, and potentially empires took second in a fantasy event. Yeah, yeah. weird. Yes, I'd have to wow. double check for. I can for see that stuff. in some ways, though. I, I don't know what the lists were, so this is total speculation. But I'm guessing that cannons are good at dealing with monsters. Yeah, at the end of the day, having a bunch of stubborn hordes and war machines supporting is not a bad recipe, yeah. especially if people are taking more of these expensive lord characters on. Right, but that's not oh, ogres. No. What else? Okay. What else? Mm. What else? But like yeah. ogres coming in first is one that's kind of an extra. Well, for me. again, Wes is a really good player, and the fact that he has cannons that blew apart his brother's Nagash model was. Yeah, if you have those iron blasters. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, that's, yeah. that is a really yeah. cool. Are they D three or D six wounds? Uh, probably D six. I think they're D six. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, and, and, and they're and twice and the size of an empire cannon. Yeah, and that's the thing. Okay, Nagash has seven wounds, and you've got 
a few of those, it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, fail yeah. a couple word saves. Yeah, two for sure. Yeah, then you're done. Okay. So Guess I'll have to buy another one. They're good. <laughs> D- anything that does D6 wounds is probably good. Especially in strength 10. Yeah. Hard to go wrong in strength 10. Yeah. Let's roll one. Yeah, yeah, there's always that. But don't roll once, and then you'll be okay. <laughs> Pro tip. History dictates <laughs> that I should play Malifaux. <laughs> uh, for best sport uh, for Warhammer Fantasy, uh, first place went to Keith R., uh, second place, Matt L. And third place, Nathan R. Uh, for best presentation, first place went to Matt L. With his Wood Elves. Uh, Shocking. Yeah, second place <laughs> was Paul T. With his Chaos Dwarves. Also another surprise. <laughs> and in third place was Jack M. With his Empire. Uh, was that the blue and red Empire? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah they had lots of freehand banners. Did you get a chance to see Matt's uh, treatment? No, I have not seen any of his new stuff since his new book came out. It's really cool. It's like a light, pale, like gray white wood for a lot of the stuff. Birch. Birch. Yeah. Tomina, yeah, we were talking about uh, birch looking tree men would look awesome. So, apparently, apparently we we are correct. (laughs) They do look awesome. That saves us some painting. They they win awards, apparently. Mm -hmm. It did look really good. (laughs) Right on. So, that was Saturday. Like I said, it was pretty much uh, really, really easy to run. big turnout for all the three systems i had to put all three systems on the one day due to time constraints on the sunday that the hall uh had so we had to be out by a certain time so i couldn't have one of those on sunday but hopefully this april i'll be able to move one of those to be the anchor for sunday and and possibly get, have some more room for the two other main systems potentially hopefully cool cool i like that idea yeah so Sunday, 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 Sunday. Two of you played on Sunday. There was monster trucks. Were there? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Like oh my god! If there was, there were monster trucks at a Warhammer event, I'd go. Yeah, I would kind of be my thing. So like, Gravedigger would be a Vampire Counts theme. Ooh, I like that. That would be an awesome like Mortis engine. <laughs> Gravedigger. Of Gravedigger. Black Coach. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. Nice. And when he's flying, you can just like pretend jumping, he's just jumping, jumping over roller cars. <laughs> And honestly, War Machine would be a great monster truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there might even be... I would say there might be one called War Machine. <laughs> Probably, yeah. We should just <laughs> invent a monster truck game and, and run it. I would play that. Do you know GW used to have a racing game? Car Wars. Car Wars. Yeah. I, I want to play that because I bet you it's terrible. <laughs> well, the one game that I really want to play, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was a... A flying aces game where you were basically these fight bombers flying through an alley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and I have. Or a canyon, sorry. You I have. have uh, no, I have played it. A buddy of mine, because it came out like right at the tail end of second edit, it would was have like been. Tooth River or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Tooth River. Yeah. A buddy of mine has Patrick has it, right? No, no, no. I, what? Fifth Patrick, guy. I'm sure, has he, No, he sure. does. That's where I saw it, but. No, another. Is it. Big Tooth River or Salsa so. River or something like that. I can't, I can't remember. remember. This is sounding very River. familiar. But it, it had the epic little, uh, like, yeah, the bombs. Epic-sized yeah. bombers. And, and then the Thunderbolts. And... Or the Marauders. Uh, no, they wouldn't be Marauders. Marauders I'm are the super-heavy sh- bombers. I'm so. pretty sure they're, they're either T-Bolts or Lightnings. I'm pretty sure they're T-Bolts. Yeah. I think the Lightnings sweet. might have come out afterwards. After, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So I remember that because it had the map with like little hexy type grid thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that is sounding very vaguely familiar, yeah. and I kind of want to go find a copy of this somewhere on the eBay's. It's probably your best option if, now. If you have a copy, invite us over and we'll play it. Yeah. We'll even bring beer. Yeah, we will for sure do that. Unless you're underage, in which case we'll bring great soda pop. pops. <laughs> soda pops. Some orange for crush. you and beer for us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
Oh, I like how we just invite ourselves over. Anyway, Anyways, monster trucks. Monster trucks. <laughs> uh, so there was three systems on the Sunday. Firestorm, Dystopian Wars, and X-Wing. Woo! Um, so let's just go into Firestorm first. All and right. Then you guys can talk <clears throat> about your stuff after. So we had a total of six players out for Firestorm. Uh, starting off with Best General. Uh, first place was Scott M., Second place, Brody C. And in third place, Nathan P. for Best General. Uh, sportsmanship, uh, first place was Lang G. Second place, Nathan P. And third place, Matt L. And for Those be- guys might not be so jaded after all. Uh, Pretty nice maybe guys, not. apparently. Pretty nice guys. Is that the same Matt L. as the Wood Elf? No, no. it's a different Matt L. No. That's confusing. This, <laughs> this one has two T's. This is Matt with two uh-huh. T's. Okay. <laughs> the other one is also Matt with two T's. So. God damn it, Ward. <laughs> uh, best presentation. First place with Nathan P. with his Terrans. Uh, second place was Lang G. with his Dendrenzi, which really were reminiscent of John Deere. Tractors. <laughs> they had, nice. they had, they had the green. It well, was green and it was orange. It was man. orange, it was but the, the picture that... Was sent off originally like the flash. It was showed it was it a little like too yellow. exposed. Yeah, it showed it as yellow, so everybody thought it was John, John Deere. Deere. And then uh, nothing runs like a going deer. from trash yeah. cans to tractors. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and in third place was Scott M with his Cerulean's. So in the case that no one actually cares about this, right now Steve's upset because Kansas City is up seven runs against San Francisco Ooh. in the bottom of the second. I think I can see from here. Holy it's bottom of second. Fuck. This is that awful. is that is off the rails. Hey, so, Baumgartner, get back in there. Yeah, he might have to pitch another game, full game right now. It won't be a full game of the second, but <laughs> Jesus, this is awful. Okay. <laughs> so uh, next system, then we can talk about is Dystopian, which Tom played in. Yay boats! Y- yay boats! Boats were there hose? Uh, no, there were in fact no hose, just lots of boats. <laughs> That's really depressing. I know. No Those are any stepbrothers either. Everybody, no wonder I don't play this game. Everybody lost when <laughs> there's no hose on the boats. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I played. Uh, ended up only playing two games, uh, and so my first game was against Tim, and I got horribly, horribly, horribly brutalized by Italians. My second game was against. That never the the French got beat by the Italians. The French are bad. The thing I don't understand is the Italians are. The Italians are, the Italians are really good. So, for the home, the at-home game right now is every time Steve makes fun of the Italian fleet, his wife comes down here and gives him the evil eye. So she's on the stairs right now staring at us. How, how do you say evil eye in Italian? She's not that Italian. She doesn't know how to say that. I'm pretty sure she was just going to say fuck you. That's exactly where wow, I thought she okay. was going. Okay. Awesome. You know me. <laughs> uh, fortunately we do swear on this podcast so this works um, but nope lost to the Italians Tim he's also a good dystopian player so that counts for a lot I didn't notice this but he showed me on the Italian ships the smokestacks are right in front of the bridge yeah and then there's big fan blowers above the bridge to blow the smoke away yeah it's <laughs> so, <laughs> so when the, that is so wonderfully Italian I was like I did not <laughs> that I did sounds not like a before. Fiat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, and then my second game was against uh, John Wong's. Uh, what is what is he playing? 
Uh, the Raj. The Raj. Yeah. Thing. And they have crazy long-range howitzers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, they have the most phallic guns in the game by a long shot. Yeah. Very long shot. It's impressive. They're really good at range band four. Um, but, so I do this thing when I play Dystopian. I've got uh, red, white, red dice, white dice, and blue dice. And so when I'm doing command checks, I do it for France. So it's got one of each color, just like the French flag. And in my, first, my game against John, my first two, if not three, command checks. And command checks are not hard to f- pass. You need one four plus out of three dice. And I failed, I failed the first two or three. Ooh. When going, like, for France! <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it was really bad. They laid down their weapons and ran away? Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> Never would have seen that coming. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it was one of those games for me. I had a lot of swingy dice both ways. And I guess that's one of the things about Dystopian Wars, is that when you're rolling dice looking for six pluses... Yeah, with exploding sixes. sixes. Yeah. You can get some real janky stuff. Like, I had one roll where I only got to roll six dice, and I ended up getting something like... 15 successes off of it yeah sixes that's like worse than tesla <laughs> see i like i like the mechanic of the exploding dice but there's moments where it's just okay this is over the top yeah, every, now and, every now and then the game just decides to bend the laws of probability over and show them a good time well yeah, there's another yeah. one where i got a an average roll like leading to a crit on one of john's ships and then after all was said and done thanks to his shields i didn't even get a dr <laughs> so exploding shields is one dice and a shield stopped everything. Yeah, you did oh. that against Mike once, where one of your oh, dice, no, you've done one of your dice turned times. into like twelve oh. evades or whatever. Na- yeah, Nathan, it was awesome. Like, Nathan what? had that in Firestorm. Like he he was just rolling. He's like, oh, you're shooting my my dreadnought. That is fine. Let me roll for. Don't worry, I'm invulnerable. Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much, so. so I hate shields in Dystopian Wars. Anyways, they're two really fun games and. Uh, we, what were the results? We did have to call the third game uh, due to unforeseen for, for, uh, unforeseen circumstances. That's the word. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, so in first place uh, for best general was Tim B. In second place, John W. And in third place, Tom C. Yay! For out sport, of four. Out four of people, four. two games. <laughs> Solid sample size. For, yeah. <laughs> for sportsmanship, uh, first place was John W., in second place, Tom C. And in third place, Tim B. Very nice. And, Yay. And for best presentation, first place, Tom C. with his French. Woohoo! Second place was John W. with his Raj. And some British allies, I believe. Two planes. Yeah, that makes sense. And in third place, Drew R. with his uh, fleet of Denmark. Mm-hmm. And that was dystopian. So hopefully... We get a couple more people out next time, and I know that there's... You guys are doing it for Out of the Basement. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Dystopian yes. is a yes, Firestorm is a no. Yeah. That's that's yep. what's up so far on the sheets. Okay. Uh, and then, the third and final game on Sunday was... The only one that mattered, X-Wing! <laughs> False, but continue. <laughs> It had the most players, didn't it? I think it had more than the other two systems combined. It had... Not on the Saturday and Sunday, though. <laughs> no, no, yes. the other Just two on, on the Sunday. Sunday. Just on the Sunday, for yes, sure it, it mattered more. Yes, it did, so... Hence my comment. Also, the results, also, slightly biased. Okay, <laughs> continuing on. Yes. Dan, you actually played in this, so how was your, how'd your games go? Uh, well, first off, just want to say it was a little bit of a different format where X-Wing is normally 100 points, and this was 125. 125. Mix it up. Change it up. Well, but you also have to remember that Dan was the only one playing at 125, so that's... Yeah, no one else got the memo. They all brought 100 points, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? No. I know. Well, we're, we're just well, making you shit up. You would, and frankly, <laughs> it, it would make more sense. It's not official yet. 
Oh, ouch. <laughs> it would make more sense if you were just cheating, because normally you're a terrible player. Like, what? <laughs> normally you only win, only win most of the time, not all the time. Okay, we yeah, gave some true. stuff away. How'd your games go? Uh, the first game I played against uh, Jeff, good friend of mine, yeah. and uh, it actually ended up being a good thing that we played a random game of X-Wing a little while ago, which was actually his first game of X-Wing. He's a veteran um, attack wing player, yeah. so very familiar with the system, but um, not necessarily new to X-Wing and its upgrade cards and pilots and all the other shenanigans. A few different nuances. But um, ended up working out pretty awesome for me, because the 100-point list that he ran, which was, um, he had a Phantom... And two TIE Fighters and two Alpha Interceptors with hull upgrades. He actually just added two TIE Fighters to his list that I'd played against previously. So I kind of had the like very familiar idea of like not only what was in the list, but also the tactics that he was using and how he wanted to play it. So for me, it seemed like a bit of an unfair advantage where I kind of knew what he was going for a little bit. And, you know, it ended up, um, got off to a bit of a slow start, lost a couple of ships, but did end up... Um, once I took out some of his heavy hitters, it was just mop up at that point. A couple of TIE fighters versus some, you know, named rebel pilots and some Taylor Z95s and stuff like that. A couple of Academy TIEs aren't going to win you that game. So, so yeah, that one ended up where I think I lost like 60-some points of my list. So lost about half my ships in the process, but, uh, you know, ended up pulling off the victory there. And the second game, uh, I believe the second game was against Greg. And I'm trying to remember what was in his list. I think... Um, you, lo you lost 62 points in game one. Okay, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Word looking up his spreadsheets here and keeping me honest. Um, the second game, I think... Because I, I played two games that were against similar lists. I think this one had Keon, Farlander, Rourke, and the Hawk 290. Yep, that would be great. And... Oh, what else did he have? I think he had a Gray Squadron Y-Wing well, and Jake Farrell, who was one of the new pilots that um, was pretty pretty interesting. He's how one of those Will guys. Farrell? Will Farrell? Yeah, how was he in the game? <laughs> Will Farrell would be awesome. He would have some kind of sweet, like, um, cowbell upgrade that would just <laughs> completely <laughs> neutralize all opponents. <laughs> you must only do white ones forward, that's it? Like, you can't do anything tunk, else? Tunk, tunk, tunk. Sorry, anyway, you, you got no defense against that. Oh, yeah, none. But uh, that game went went pretty well. Uh, he used Jake Farrell as um, a flanker. And because I was using Nira Dantels, who's the new B-Wing pilot that can shoot torpedoes in any direction. And your favorite pilot now? She is now my favorite because she has face tattoos and she dates Biggs. Like, and, you can't say and no And Dan that. wants to date Biggs, so... He has yeah, the porn stashiest mustache ever. It is so good. <laughs> and yeah, the fact that she has, like, full-on raccoon blue face paint or whatever, like... She looks completely ridiculous, and I, I'm very amused by it. But uh, <laughs> <All> <laughs> so right. anyway, I used my 360 flechette torpedoes to um, stress out Jake Farrell when he already had stress from Push the Limit. So uh, an interceptor like that with um, multiple stress tokens means there's a couple turns where he's not going to be taking any actions. So Jake Farrell, instead of circling around and being a huge pain in the butt, he had to break off his attack run and um, work out getting rid of all the stress with multiple green maneuvers before he came back into the fight. And by then, the game was pretty much over. I had virtually all my ships left against just his one little support craft. So I took a very long time to catch that bastard. He's very slippery. Mm -hmm. But eventually I was able to run him down and force him into a bad spot. And uh, I think I blocked him onto an asteroid and then shot him to pieces. So that's about as cool. yeah, about as nasty of a kill shot as you can set up an X-wing, and um, 
After that, I played Jean-Luc, who is the most vicious nine-year-old you will ever encounter. Second place at regionals this year. Yeah, I know. He's a good player. We've already talked about him in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So for those who aren't familiar, he is, yeah, he's young, but he is really solid player. He's been rocking Imperials for a long time. I've got a, I've got a story about him after. <laughs> okay. I'm Keep a going. little... Keep okay, going. I'm just going to go on and not speculate. But, uh, <laughs> no, so the, he was running a list with, um, he had pretty much all of the named TIE Fighters except for one, and Darth Vader, with a heck of a lot of upgrades on Vader. So he didn't take his usual... That's weird. Didn't take his usual shuttle. Vader's he, not that competitive, is he? He's not considered to be, but the new missile, a lot of people are figuring the Proton Rocket would be a really good synergy for his ship. That makes sense. So that he can get, like, a really nasty one-shot five-dice attack at range one. Gotcha, Okay. And uh, so it, it seems good on paper and everything. He's a fairly expensive ship, but he has that one like huge knockout swing in his arsenal. Uh, in the game that we played, I had um, Luke. My Luke actually had veteran instincts, so he was moving last and shooting first, even against Vader. Nice. Captain skill 10, gotta love it. And um, so that worked out pretty awesome, where in the first turn, Vader moved up and he did like a boost and a barrel roll, just setting himself up in position and didn't take any... I guess it was second turn, but he didn't take any defensive actions. And because I had Luke with the higher captain skill and an engine upgrade, I was able to uh, fly up fly up, and um, get into range band when I normally wouldn't have been able to fire, put a couple of hits on Vader. And then in the second turn, where, or third turn, I guess, when Vader tried to kite around and lead my army on a chase, once again, I was able to use Luke to get into position and get the kill shot off on him. And at that point, he was down, God, it had to be about 35, 40 points, like right off the bat. So it was definitely uphill battle from there. The TIE Fighters poured a crapload of long-range, um, range 3 firepower into Luke, but Luke is really good at evading multiple low-dice attacks. Did you, have, did you have R2 in the list? He did. He did have, um, he had Veteran Instincts, Engine Upgrade, and yeah, R2-D2. So you're going to probably be okay. So the crazy thing was, <laughs> he rolled something like 20 attack dice against Luke before he got a single hit on him. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds bad, coupled with Luke being a tank. Yeah, Luke has that ability where he can convert one of his focus results into a successful evade every single time he defends, and at long range, it just really stacked up, and those low dice attacks never managed to squeak anything through. Definitely got lucky, but I was also using Luke pretty evasively, where I had him skirting through asteroids and dodging fire and all the rest of it, and generally making a pest out of himself while the rest of my fleet uh, ran cleanup. And, and, and third third game, the scenario did change up a little bit. Because yeah, there we was had double the asteroids. Double the asteroids. Oh, that makes it fun. So that so, was pretty awesome. It was a really, really thick field of asteroids, and um, I was using six ships, and so were the Imperials. So there were a lot of ships trying to maneuver in formation in really tight confines. And uh, it makes I think it I got... Yeah, the TIE Fighters ended up running into a little bit more trouble with um, bumping into themselves and hitting rocks than I did in that... Again, really helped speed Not up. Not surprising, even with the tires, and... barrel rolls and stuff. Yeah, but once the if the first one moves into the wrong position, then the rest of the formation kind of comes crashing into the back of it. Yeah, it makes sense. And okay. so, if you're losing two or three ships worth of actions at a time very quickly, you're losing a lot of your offense. And so that game went pretty well. I think I lost a couple of Z95s in that game, but my characters were all still around and kicking at the end of the game. Cool. And that set up uh, that set up the final against uh, Paul Leroux. So he's another friend of ours that... Uh, so you had to go through the son and then the father. Yeah. So that's kind of <laughs> Vader and the luke the, the apprentice and the master. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in a lot of tournaments, <laughs> they do tend to rule the field as father and son, like the... The galaxy. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, both excellent players. Paul and I have met on the final tables of many events in the last couple of years. And uh, so he was running a list with Han Solo and Tarn. 
with the R7 Astromech Droid. He had, I think, a Bandit and also a Y-Wing with R7-T1 Droid and an Ion Cannon Turret. And in that game, uh, again, I was able to use my Pilot Skill 10 Luke to get off some shots that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. And uh... <laughs> So the game definitely got off to a good start for myself and aided by some a um, little bit better luck than Paul in the beginning. I managed to get a kill shot off on Han probably a lot sooner than I normally would have. And at that point, it's it's pretty tough. When the Han list is the first, you know, to yeah. lose a big threat like that, it's it's a problem. Tough to recover from, for sure. Yep, yeah. I lost my Luke, but he lost Han, and I had a lot more guns left on the table. Yeah, and Han that, is so. a lot more expensive, right? In, in a YT-1300. Yeah, fully equipped. Fully equipped Han can easily run you, like, that 55-point yeah. era where my Luke was maybe 35. So yeah. I'll take that trade all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think that game obviously turned pretty quickly. It was actually their rear-firing torpedo from Nira that was the kill shot on Han. So I highly recommend Nira for anybody who has a B-Wing. Yeah, anybody who has the Rebel Aces kit, you should definitely give Nira a try. If you give Nira fire control system, Deadeye, a torpedo, a flechette torpedo, and munition failsafe, she can just fire torpedoes in any direction all day long. And it's a really good combo for, I think, 36 points. So and very good counter to phantoms as well. So that's cool. always a concern with most rebel lists. If you're not taking a falcon, you probably want Nira to shoot 360, and there's nowhere those buggers can hide. It's awesome. So how did the uh, what were the results? So for X-wing, uh, first place uh, best general is uh, currently undecided until somebody pays me some. Yeah, I forgot. I, st- <laughs> I stopped hey, at me. the ATM. <laughs> I stopped at the ATM and totally forgot to give Ward any money. <laughs> So he was just mocking me mercilessly after the event's over for winning and not paying. Yeah, well, good system. I highly okay. approve. It's okay. I collected some money. So anyway, <laughs> second set. So Dan won first place. Second place was Ryan B, and in third place Paul L. Uh, for best sport, first place was Ryan B. Second place Paul L, and in third place place Greg E. Uh, for best presentation, uh, that went to Paul L. with his really heavily painted... Um, he had that blue Han custom Han Solo with racing stripes and all the rest of it. It's, That's weird. It's not canonical, but it looks awesome. It's it very looks, nicely weathered up, and you know, it looks really cool. It's, it's a, a pretty, great paint job. It's a sweet-looking ship. Very, very fitting centerpiece for his list, and he's addicted to Han Solo, so he gets a lot of use out of it. Cool. And since there's only one other person that uh, painted some models, Dan won second place. Yay! <laughs> well, when your ships are pre-painted, you don't. Yeah. No, you're and, not going to have many people painting the ships, and they're pre-painted well. So yeah. I mean, I still have I still have the trophy to to reward those guys that put in that little bit of extra time and effort. Yeah. So. No, totally. And uh, go yeah. from there. But the the little uh, little thing that I wanted to say about this was uh, when Dave Roland was playing against Jean Luc. Jean-Luc's like, oh, you got bigs. Like, we should just, like, line up against each other, like, on the side of the board, out of the asteroids, and just fire. Because you got, you got bigs, so, like, you can... You You'll can be fine. So, you'll, you can soak that up. So Dave's like, okay. Because so, <laughs> oh, Dave is so, so new at the game. He is, he is pretty new. Oh, so, no. So, so <laughs> what a vicious like, nine-year-old. Yeah, so Jean-Luc baited him and got him, and, yeah, so it was pretty funny. Yeah, Jean-Luc has a really <laughs> funny habit of, like, saying and doing really sarcastic things like that in the middle of a game, where he's like, he's like oh, do you mind if I just, like, trade one of my dead TIE fighters for Darth Vader? I'm like, mm. like he's, he's just joking around, but... 
He says hilarious things like that all the time, and apparently <laughs> Dave took him at his word. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. So, no, you got this. Don't worry. Yeah, it's okay. You got bigs. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so I just laughed. It was pretty funny. So yeah. That's awesome. We'll play Jean-Luc. Yeah, exactly. But uh, again, pretty much autopilot on the Sunday. Didn't have any issues. Really smooth. Everybody drank lots of water over the weekend, so I know for the next event to buy more water, oh my less pop. Yeah, yeah, fridge full of soda is awesome, but water is also amazing. Oh, yeah. In a tournament well, when you're talking at someone all day, and I mean like trying basically yelling over the noise, you're just going to dry out your face. I my had, lips are still really dry. I had, oh, yeah. I had over six flats of water for the weekend, and I finished with three bottles. Three bottles? Three bottles. Yeah, that makes oh. sense. So, yeah, water is yeah. the key. Yeah, yeah, so if you're running an event... It is the essence of moisture. Buy- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what is that? Moisture is the essence of wetness, and like Wet- wetness is the essence of life. Or beauty. Oh, shit, I can't remember. I thought yeah. Zoolander again. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. I'm also, it's also mixing in my head with some, the intro to Dune, which is not acceptable. Oh, spice? <laughs> the spice. The spice. The spice. But, yeah. So it's no, it was a good event. Really mixing, really mixing strangely in my brain right now. It so. needs to stop. No, it was good. I got some uh, some good feedback after, which I appreciate. I mean, it's it's better to get the feedback now than uh, after I release the player's pack for the next event, which yep. <laughs> uh, I can't really do very many alterations at that point because it's already out. So if you have anything that you'd like to see or any changes for the next year... Uniforms you want Ward to have to wear while he's running the event. True. Ooh, yeah, he should look like a like Sabo. That'd be weird. I had a... <laughs> I was thinking like a maid's uniform, but... Oh, that's even weirder. <laughs> I'm not sure which one's weirder. All kidding aside, we totally need Battletech. Uh, still <laughs> kidding. <laughs> still kidding. There's no one who's going to play Battletech. No, yeah, I think it'll the, just be me and Dan. I think that the the event was awesome from a 40k side of things. We talked about this a few times. You just got to tweak Maelstrom. Like if you have a card that you can physically not achieve, yep. it needs to be able to be recycled. But beyond that, uh, I mean, I don't think there's been a more smooth run onslaught. Ever? It was. Was there a single ward I have a problem? Uh, there's a, there's a couple people that like just talked to me one on one, but nothing that yeah affected. rules no, rules funny, conundrums right? or so. questions. You don't as long as I mean that was good. As long yeah. as everything's resolved amicably. Oh yeah, yeah. no for sure, right? That's so, great. So other than that, yeah. So you'll be nothing. doing a game. I already have the the dates for the hall booked for April twelfth of next year. Hang on, announcement already. Well, I mean, I got to... Very unofficial. I guess this is a bonus of... I got to be on the ball because there's a lot of events going on and usually the Calgary Comic Convention... I was just going to say, what day is Comic-Con this year? Comic-Con is the weekend after my tournament, which I made sure. And when's Mother's Day? uh, The weekend before. No, wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. Mother's, Mother's Day is in May. So Mother's Day is on the 10th. So we're I'll, like, a, a month different. For a second there, I was worried. Easter is going to be the weekend before. Then there'll be Onslaught and then Comic-Con. So Onslaught will be the 11th and 12th of April. Nice. So Perfect. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I, are you running the same games? Are you open to new games? What's I'm, the plan? I'm open to new games. Uh, the Infinity community Are you open to, to really old games? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> No one wants to talk about Battle Deck. Dan, just me and you will game Friday night after setup, and we'll just like win trophies and give each other. High but fives. I just bought more. That's about what you're gonna give each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say that they wouldn't be under the table. They'll be low fives. Put it that <laughs> way. We'll give each other rusty <laughs> trophies. Wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I am, I am, I am open to more games systems for sure. Um, it's gonna be. 
space permitting, if I'm able to move one of the systems over so uh, it can anchor uh, the Sunday events, um, that'll take up more room on the Sunday. Because as was, I had lots of like space on the Sunday. Um, and it was absolutely systems. packed to the gills on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we could probably redistribute that a little bit. That's that's the game plan. Share just got to talk to the hall and make Share sure. Share the that load. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to have Lord of the Rings. Yeah. No. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'd like to play some more of the rings. I have a bunch of malls. Yeah. You... I have a bunch too that I can't get rid of. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> no, I got rid of mine at low, low prices, like really quickly, and now at everybody... low, low bargain basin prices. <laughs> and now that everybody is trying to sell them, they can't. So I got it early. <laughs> Wards bargain Lord of the Rings and mattress store. <laughs> <laughs> and child clowns. I. <laughs> I, rule number one rule is never touch the clowns. Let the clowns, clowns touch, touch you. you. That is the golden rule. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, Infinity has talked Emporium. to me. Uh, Malifaux has talked to me. So there's some there's some options and we'll see what happens. So, so. people talk to Ward earlier, sooner than later. And yeah. So Ward, I have a question for you at the bonus out. Oh my goodness. When okay. is the turn, next tournament that you're going to play in? Uh, the plan is out of the basement. Ja end of January. January. What are you going to play? 24th and 25th. What are you going to play? That is the million dollar question. 40k, 40k, 40k. Let's commit, Ward, commit right now to 40k. <laughs> no, no, commit to something. No, no, I, I'm 40K committing to something. Because you need to go to the LVO uh, like a month later. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ward, I think you can use a vigorous fisting. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Gotta, you gotta do I, it. I would give out those. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 Ward. That's that's a whole different kind of crim that's crimson fists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to finish up your imperial fist and you want to play forty k. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Jabba. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, and that's why that we can't have video podcasts because our inappropriate notes being passed around should not be shared with the greater public. Although I quite like that. Um, I guess that covers our first bonus out. I think so. Uh, the only other thing, because this is going to go up before anything else, uh, there we are talking oh, about... I don't know if I finished saying my whole army list, and I liked it, so I want to say what it took. Okay, post it on the show notes, because none of us talked about our whole army list. I don't know what these show notes you always refer to are. <laughs> the Facebook posts. That's lame. Dude, okay, there. just talk. There's like, what, four ships? Six, but four of them are the same. Okay, go! <laughs> I took Luke with Veteran Instincts, and Engine Upgrade, and... I can't remember if anything else. R2-D2! God okay. damn it, Daniel! Yeah, we're not talking about this anymore. You lost your chance. You Fine. got your chance. But X-Wing's awesome and I won, so it's clearly the best. It's true. No, we actually all did pretty well this <laughs> we event. We all did really well. It's like you rigged it for your friends. Except, oh, Is that thanks. what happened? No. People, people, <laughs> people actually voted for you. I was like, really? Nobody voted guy? for me. I just won. I was like, that guy. I just won all my oh, games. Goodness, so. Yeah, that guy. I'm going to yeah, say that real loud. Guy. Until the show's over, I'm just going to keep talking about how awesome I am. <laughs> we'll have fair. some sort of, like, uh, a Tony Kapach uh, uh, controversy where <laughs> the or, or tournament organizer, I designed his list for him. I playtested the scenario for the organizers, and no one else did. No, that's, no, that's no, an exaggeration. I, I, mean, I mean, I don't get you guys Horrible to Horrible exaggeration. No, no one saw it. No, the only thing so. you get us to do is just proofread. 
so that you don't have as many spelling The tournament errors. packet. As yeah. many spelling mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because some gets through all, all the time. So. Well, it's because we don't really proofread. Yeah, I know. You're like, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> well, no, there's a few things. It looks, it looks really long, Ward. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I think each is, there of a TL, is there a TLDR version? Each of you looks over Steve, your Steve, go ahead and make your section. penis joke. I think yeah. Steve was trying to make a right? penis joke there. No, I wasn't Tom's like, yeah, War Machine looks good. I, I would love to have a TLDR yeah, version of Turn of the Packs because I hate reading them. <laughs> so. Show up yeah. whenever you feel like it. Set your alarm for 10.45 when the tournament starts well, I was get, I was getting messages on Friday, like, what time does it start tomorrow? I'm like, ah, you should be here at this time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I felt pretty bad for the one player who shall rename, remain nameless that... No, remain? No, remain? Yeah, he just set his alarm wrong and didn't show up. I missed him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want to publicly embarrass him more than he already is. I don't want to mention any names and embarrass Jonah if he doesn't <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Oh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, so a couple little last bits of nonsense. So we tried to put up a poll on Facebook, and apparently that function is not we couldn't there. Get, we couldn't get our poll up. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be fixing that up at some point in the near future, so stay posted. Stay tuned. Stay posted to our poll. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was really hoping so to make sure you Facebook or Twitter. I think we're all like twelve years just, old. Just get on the line and check us out. Yeah, pick up the phone. The post. Pick the, up the, poll. the phone. The Do not be, be alone. The poll will be on the line. Don't worry. Yeah, it'll be all good. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. It's funnier if you have. I don't even know what you're talking about. The internship. So- Let's move on. Oh, move on. right. right. There's on. that. Let's okay. Uh, and then in other news, uh, there is going to be a Malifaux event on November Ooh. the 22nd. Really? At All Star uh, Sports and Collectibles in Bonnie Doon Mall. Cool. Huh. Uh, with further details know. coming out sooner than later. Because uh, i got to talk it over with the store owner tomorrow, actually, just to finalize what's going on. So, so another one of those situations where by the time the episode's posted, it already might be available? Yeah, exactly. It's but, like Back to the Future. Yeah, with I figured less, I'd say With it. less hitting on your mom, or your mom hitting on you, I suppose. Yeah. Those movies are weird, but I yeah. like them. Calvin. <laughs> I don't think Steve got that. How do you not get that? Because he has Calvin Klein in his underpants. So they thought so his, name was, his Calvin. name was Calvin. Like he wrote his name on his underwear. Huh. Hot moms are weird, what, what can I say? I haven't seen that movie. How? I, what? What? We'll talk about that later. No, we will talk about this now. That can be in the show notes. No. <laughs> How have you not seen Back to the Future? I have not seen Back to the Future in the entirety. That's one of those. Any movies. of them? Any of them. I have never seen them. Don't hit me. I, <laughs> you know, we'll watch them one day. It's okay. What do you mean one day? Okay. You're almost thirty, and you haven't watched Back to the Future. You know what? Though? It's I, almost 2015, it's and you no haven't seen topical. it. It can't happen. You have to see it before 2015 yeah, hits, because then it will be no longer the future. It'll be back to the present. I think she can and then shortly better. thereafter, it'll be back to the past. Well, it's already... Well, no, it's already that's past. Well, but Although, did you, you see... Did the you cowboy see, times did you have see already on, on We're getting really loud. They have... Uh, yeah, sorry. They have but a hoverboard. He, he They've invented a hoverboard. Did you see this on Wired? Yeah, but it looks kind of lame. Yeah, but, but is, we're getting close. Is it because it's not pink? True. But no, it's kind of <laughs> lame because it needs to be on top of, like, a, of some kind of... Uh, Ma- magnetic yeah. surface, ma- yeah. metallic surface. Yeah, but you just you just extend that to the earth, and it'll be okay somehow. I don't know how that's going to work. Just build a metallic magnetic earth, and you'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. And I think there's something like sixteen grand. Oh, sixteen thousand so, dollar flying skateboards are probably still worth it. 
Uh, just motorcycle or hoverboard? The real question is: would, would, it, would it work over water? No, no. The no, real question. Metal. Remember the part where Remember you need metal? The real question, Dan: Does it blend? <laughs> I would does, pay to watch that. Does, even even in the second Back <coughs> to the Future, when he goes over the water, it starts dying. Yeah, but because he didn't have the like the bulldog or whatever the metal silver well, one that's, was called. Yeah, because that one he has had the Barbie jet pink power version. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Steve gets none of this. We need to, I've seen I've seen that actual chase scene. Oh, I have. Okay, I, I have a, a sliver of respect for you. So I've so, caught that movie. I'm pretty sure I've seen the entire thing all, in pieces on TV. All three Back to the Futures we have to watch. Masters of the Universe we have to watch. Oh yeah, mm. we do. Yeah, we should do this. So and then we'll do really entertaining yeah. podcasting while we just sit there and eat chips and watch movies. Yes, that would be the worst podcast. It's like two hours of silence and a muffled movie in the background. Followed by a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> the best we're sequel not, ever. We're not showing the movie. You well, can just hear snippets. If we all it. listen to and watch the movie with headphones on, then we won't get sued and no one will have any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> It'll be a perfect ironclad situation. Let's do it. Okay, we need to wrap this up because we're at this point rambling. How's our bonus ode longer than our real episode? Is it? We're over an hour. Oh. Oh, yeah, let's, let's wrap it up, Tom. Okay, well, this has been another... Nope, it hasn't. This has been the first bonus ode. <laughs> the first one to see the light of day. Yes. Uh, so this is our first After Hours. Wrapping up, I'm Tom. I'm Steve. I'm Ward. And I'm Dan. And Mike is still not here. Bye. Oh, and thanks for painting your models. Yeah, everyone that played in the tournament had painted models. Roll your for... fucking dice. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm, I'm putting well, it on no, the Well, no, just play Malfo then. Oh, Malfo. Malfo ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs>